You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 203 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great. I'm tired, but I'm great, Val. Why are you tired? Why are you tired? It's been a very big week and I've had late nights and Mm. early starts and just like late at night I've been editing video and it's, uh, yeah. This is the new Gina video filmmaker. I'm loving it, loving it. And so been uh, working with Premiere Pro and so getting my head around that. And so uh, I talk about this a lot in terms of learning photography, but I think I, I am a big fan big fan and I do this to myself deliberately I'm a big fan of the baptism of fire and I think it's scary but a good way to learn just to put yourself in it give yourself like a forced deadline and you kind of have no choice but to learn it and so that's this Mm. entire project that I said yes to this is the mini doco that you're doing yes and then I'll figure it out along the way I've done this all my life and uh it kind of works because under that sort of pressure you go, all right, so what does this button do? And that's how I've been. And it's like, okay, now I have to do that transition. Well, how do you do that? Let me work it out. And it, mm. it's, I know it's taking me a lot longer than someone who's been doing it for a while, but I have learned so much uh, doing it this way with a purpose. So uh, it's been really exciting. What about you? What have you been doing? <laughs> well, This podcast is coming to you from none other than New York City, the Big Apple. Mm. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So, uh, yes, I am halfway around the world and we're recording. uh, I've only just got here, so I don't. I haven't actually seen anything yet. <laughs> I've just kind of landed and recorded and doing the, this recording. Thank goodness for, you know, good, decent hotel uh, Wi-Fi. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't actually report anything on anything in New York at mm. the moment because I haven't done anything, but I am super excited about my week ahead. The single most exciting <laughs> thing yes, about my is. trip <laughs> and I'm beyond beyond excited uh-huh. is because I am obsessed yeah. with the musical Hamilton. Mm. I know all the words. I can sing the entire soundtrack and it's an mm. amazing soundtrack. And I am going to see Hamilton tomorrow night uh that's you know that yeah tomorrow night and it's a it's a dream come true when i I first heard the soundtrack and i first started you know learning about hamilton never ever ever did i think that i would i would actually be in new york seeing hamilton and admittedly it's not the original cast but lin-manuel miranda who is a genius uh but it's you know it's the original production well you know it's the broadway production of hamilton and i'm so excited so i cannot wait cannot wait there cannot you wait. go valerie Koo. dreams do come true uh-huh. and i will be there next month do you think mm. i should go uh well duh i'll be there like the exact the following month exactly i reckon should i you go should. see hamilton too well, of course should i you sell should. my right kidney and go see it's your your right kidney, your firstborn, yes. you know, the title to all of your property. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's, needs uh, to happen yes. if you want to see Hamilton yeah. and well, have a decent seat. Well, enjoy, Val. That's, that's awesome. And, yeah, uh, yeah have a, a few bagels for me while you're over I'm there. Nothing really better than a New York bag- bagel. I'm not really into oh, bagels. Oh, my God. I don't, know. I, I don't like bagels here. Are they? Do they taste different there? Where are you I staying? Mean, here, 
Um, I don't. I, I mean, I don't like bagels generally. You know, they taste different in New York. The I forgot I was here. New York bagels, boy, yeah. yeah, they're beautiful. Mm. Cinnamon. There's the savoury. Mm. You've got like sweet, savoury. The best. <laughs> the best in the Maybe. world. Maybe. Maybe. I'll Good. be too busy. <laughs> um, where, oh, where am I staying? Um, so I'm staying now um, a couple of nights near Times Square and then yeah. I'm going to stay with my friend in Harlem. And I know that friend. Yes. And uh, that's an amazing – is she in the same house? Yes, yes, oh, yes, gorgeous. So cool. And we went to church there, remember? Oh, yeah, there was a that church was across the road, so a gospel cool. thing. Oh, there was well, the, I didn't go. The, you went inside. Oh, and, didn't you go? Oh, no. Did I go we waited for you. Oh, we I waited for you outside. It. Best One of the best things I've ever done, Harlem Church. So cool. Such a cool place. And, we, yeah, I loved her house too. Amazing. So yes. enjoy. Um, yes. All right. Should we do the show? Oh, yes. So, so what is this <laughs> week's topic? Sorry, guys. I'm just so excited about Hamilton. I'm beside yeah, no, myself. It's awesome, Val. I'm um, very excited. Can't wait to see pics too. I hope you share lots of fun. No doubt you will. There'll be lots of selfies coming up. <laughs> okay. So uh, this week's topic is taking photography from hobby to side hustle and beyond with special guest Natalie Finney. However, we want to give a big shout out to all of you awesome listeners who showed us your pics <laughs> with hashtag <laughs> show us your pics. <laughs> um, really appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, remember also uh, a lot of um, if you're a listener and you're new to us, then join us in the listener community on Facebook. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join. It's free to join. We'd love to have you in there. But big shout out to Michael Brewer who did hashtag show us your pics and he said, listening to this podcast has made a huge difference in my photography and my life. The photo on the left, so we'll put these images in the show notes, of course, which you can find at ginamilitia.com. And one of the things we asked people to do with show us your pics was to, to um, post a photo that they took before they started listening to the, to the podcast and then post a photo a more recent one. So Michael has said the photo on the left was taken when I first started listening almost three years ago. Oh my God. Wow. He's like an original. Yeah. The photo on the right is part of a recent project where I've been focusing on posing and the micro expressions Gina talks about. Shooting portraits has helped me overcome the shyness and awkwardness I feel as an introvert and has given me a tool to connect with people. Thank you. Wow. I love that. I love hearing that. And uh, that's, that's so awesome. And Michael's uh, one of my goldies and uh, his work is just amazing and I'm, I'm so excited, especially the bit about uh, the shyness and overcoming shyness and awkwardness through photography. That yes. Like, you made my day, Michael. Thank you for sharing that. That's so cool and, yeah, oh. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely brilliant and fantastic shots as well. So the next one is from Miroslava Balas, who has uh, done hashtag show us your pics and has said, here are pictures before and after Gina. I got my DSLR in January 2016 and decided I wanted to learn photography. After a month, I have I found Gina and Valerie's podcast and started absorbing. Um, here's what I learned so far. Gina and Valerie, I cannot thank you enough for being there. And uh, Miroslava has posted um, uh, some pics, initially one of the first pictures, and has said, I was so disappointed I switched to manual and never returned back. Um, And then... And then, yeah, she went on and and, uh, she's been doing portraits. So uh, Miroslava is also uh, one of my goldies as well. So it's fantastic to see another goldie. And this is, uh, she's gone on to shooting portraits, lighting, editing, retouching, and the final image, Val, that she shared, which just blew us all away when she first posted this series in the uh, gold community because she asked me a question in one of the – one of the masterminds that we had about what just wanted to know all the facts about being a documentary photographer. And so Mm. we went into it in great depth and then goes off 
and comes back with this day in your life series that she did of uh, a, a young couple and their baby and just blew us all away. Her yeah. eye, her sense of style, the way she shot mm. these and really thought about it. Such a beautiful uh, series. And I've shared one of the images uh, where she's uh, taken an angle through a window, uh, mm. but all the shots are exquisite. I'm not sure if she actually ended up sharing them in the So You Want to Be a Photographer group, but like the the transformation has been sensational. So thank you, Miroslava, for sharing those. Uh, again, uh, makes my day. I love seeing these transformations. <laughs> they make me so happy. It's really cool. And, of course, uh, if you're new to this podcast, when Jean is referring to her goldies, she's referring to the gold, the members of the gold community over at GinaMilitia.com. And if you want to find out more, have a listen to this. Hey guys, are you an enthusiast or pro photographer who wants to take their photography to the next level? I'd love the opportunity to work with you and I want to introduce you to my Gold Community. The Gold Community is an educational resource where members get access to photography courses and regular tutorials. There's over 200 tutorials with more being added each month. In these tutorials, I take you on set with me and I share my thought process behind scouting locations, posing and directing models, lighting and post-production, you get to see the entire shoot from start to finish, from surface in Sri Lanka using a single speed light to character portraits on the streets of Sicily using daylight or high-end studio shoots where I share all my posing and connecting hacks. There's also regular photo critiques, monthly live calls and heaps more. As a member, you'll also have access to my exclusive Facebook group and online forum where you'll be able to connect with other members from all over the world. So what are you waiting for? Join the Gold community today and start taking the kind of photos you've always dreamed of. You can check it out at ginamilitia.com. So this week we are chatting to Natalie Finney and the topic, as I mentioned, is taking photography from hobby to side hustle and beyond with special guest Natalie Finney. So tell us about Natalie. I mean, Natalie's awesome. Of course, I see her posting all the time in the girl community and um, her photography is is just stunning. Yeah, and and so I think Natalie's been listening to the podcast from uh, Day Dot and uh, she got into photography uh, as a hobby when her children were born. She just wanted to, you know, take better photos of her kids, I guess. But then this started to turn into a real passion and then that hobby grew when she started to get interest from her friends and other people and and then it's turned it's now turned into a side hustle mm. and uh, uh Natalie has been uh in, in the go- uh, one of my goldies for I think the past uh, two and a half years and she is now like we're working together to get this to be her main hustle. So uh, she's gone from just taking snaps to uh, shooting in manual mode to now lighting to now she's working on complicated projects and, and uh, she's been shooting weddings and events and, uh, you know, going along. And so I thought uh, as I want to continue with this series where I I introduce you to a different photographer and not necessarily one that's been maybe going for 20 or 30 years, but I think it's just as important for everyone to hear about the stories of the ones who are just getting started. And hopefully that might inspire one of the photographers out there listening today who's on the fence about, hey, maybe I can should make this my side hustle and develop it into a business. So it's good to hear um, how everyone else is doing it. So I uh, hope you enjoy the interview. Nat Finney, welcome to the show. How are you going? Good, thank you, Gina. How are you? I'm great. It's uh, I'm very excited to talk to you and to hear your voice. Now, I've been uh, working with you for uh, a couple of years in the Gold community, so I'm very familiar with your photography and all the different shoots that you've done, but this is the first time we've actually spoken in person, so it's uh, really nice to chat to you. <laughs> it's 
good. It's good. I'm glad I've um I've had a running joke with a couple of friends that I may may go mute the first time I speak to you, and that hasn't happened. So I'm ex- I'm very happy, very excited. <laughs> That's funny. So um now. I love the style of photography that you do and from the the first image that I saw of your and I can actually remember it which is uh that that's how much it stood out to me and it it is I believe it's your son in a superman outfit <laughs> yes flying yeah, across the bed and, yes, and, that, and that's yeah. one of the very early ones that you posted either in the so you want to be a photographer Facebook group or it would have been in the gold forum and I just loved the energy in that shot and just thought it was beautiful and I'm like oh my god you have to do more of this sort of stuff <laughs> thank you thank you very much it was heaps of fun to do I had him um jumping and leaping over on the bed over and over and over again to get that one <laughs> yeah and so you've got uh, two little ones and that kind of inspired you to do more photography and you've got these uh kind of ready-made models when they're that age what what are your six and four your six your, and four yeah six and four yep. they don't say no do they uh well my daughter four-year-old starting to fight back a little bit but that's just her personality but generally speaking no they're pretty willing to let me take a photo here and there which is good it's fantastic so it's a handy way to um practice all your lighting skills so when when did you get the photography bug how did you how did you get into it I've always loved photography. Um, I, I was interested in photography from a young age, um, did, you know, the, the standard media class in high school and did all the darkroom stuff, which was fun. But um, really, when I think about it, it wasn't until my children were born that I sort of um, photography became a huge part of my world. And I just started photographing my kids and um yeah, just capturing them growing and doing all the crazy, cute, weird things that kids do. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just grown more and more since since my children came along. So, how did that look when you were doing that? Like you first picked up a camera, it was like, okay, uh, my I've got cute babies, I'm going to photograph them. And so, <laughs> yeah, and, and you weren't really thinking about turning that into a business, but like, how, so you're taking photos? Were you shooting just auto and? Um, Fine. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, was, uh, I think I was shooting auto to start with. I, I sort of started to learn like AV mode a bit. I got mm-hmm. interested in depth of field and played around with that. So um, AV mode and um, I wasn't using any lighting. It was all natural lit, uh, naturally lit. But um, I, yeah, it was just a kind of like a progressive thing. I actually remember before I had my first child, my son, a friend at my work who knew I was in, interested in photography, but uh, he's like, you, you've got to, you've got to get a SLR. You've got a, you've got a baby coming along. <laughs> you've oh, got right, to go that advice. Get a, get a yeah, camera. You, got, you knew that I love photography and I think I was just shooting on like an old point and shoot like a mm. Canon X or something like that. Oh, yeah. um, and he and then he was convincing me to buy a speed light and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> I, I bought the speed light and I bought the um, SLR I, I quickly sold the speed light not long after because I had no idea what I was doing right but I kept the SLR and um and it was a the beautiful little Olympus which I loved but um yeah and then I just it just kind of grew from there I, I learned um sort of like how to use the camera just you know with online tutorials and reading books and all that kind of stuff and um the more the more you do the more the more you learn so Mm. I had plenty of opportunity like you said with the kids and stuff growing up and a lot of time as well back then yeah um, to be able to kind of explore it and so at what point did it start to become like when did other people start asking you to photograph their children? How, how, how did that look? What did you start sharing the work? What what, what did that look like? I was, I was just sharing like my own photographs for, um, online, like you know, on my my own personal social media um, mm-hmm. with friends and stuff and family, and um, people people would compliment. And but there was never any thought about that. At one at one point, a friend said. I want you to come over and photograph um, my daughter. She had an eight-week-old baby. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Like, that would be fun. I love babies. I like photographing. I'll go along. And um, so I did the shoot. And I was really nervous only because 
not because I had any expectation, but because I just, you know, I didn't want to kind of stuff it up for them. Um, anyway, I left the shoot and they and they gave me a card and get I got in the car, we're driving home and she paid me for it. And I thought, what on <laughs> earth is this about? Like I, I never thought anything like that, you know, was the plan. Right. Um, and that was kind of like the first one. And I said, what are you doing? I called her up and she goes, no, there's no way we're going to, you know, not pay you for it. We love your work. I'm wow. Just, like your work. I'm like, what do you mean my work? I'm just taking photos. Um, so it kind of just started there. And then, you know, more and more friends asked me to do this a similar thing. And from there I got, you know, that kind of like expanded my <laughs> my portfolio to people other than my own children and it, it just grew from there. Um, I think the point at which I decided to turn it into a business was um, when I actually had been listening to the podcast for a, a while yep. and I, I took I took the plunge and joined the gold community without knowing too much about it and it yeah. was at, right at that point that I said oh, I think I really think I could do something with this. Um, and I sort of officiated it around that time. So, yeah, it all fell into place at once. <laughs> Fantastic. And so did you have any of that um, imposter syndrome as you were, like was there a moment where you decided, all right, I'm going to how, – how did it look? What was the day that you decided that you were going to call yourself a photographer? How did that look? <laughs> I still struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always, there's always the imposter syndrome. I struggle with that all the time. I mm. like, even though two years on from officially, what, what I would say officially sort of starting my part-time business, um, I still struggle to, to say, you know, I'm a photographer. I'll often say I do this as my job, which is, you know, my, you know, part-time. Your corporate sponsor. Um, so you've got a corporate yeah. sponsor and yeah. that's yeah. two days a week, is it? The corporate, three, three, three days, days a week as a corporate sponsor but that's uh, just funding, yeah, you're it's, getting you off the ground with your photography, which is that's great. Right. Yeah, and then but, so that's and then it's I always introduce myself with the secondary, oh, and I'm a photographer and it sometimes trails off depending on how confident I feel on the day. <laughs> so do you think that needs to change? Yes, probably. <laughs> One day. <laughs> mm. Because, like, you've got this folio that uh, tells me otherwise that, like, it looks you've got this really confident set of photos here that I think uh, are just beautiful. So, um, what 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 what's your plan? How long do you think you're going to have the the part time job? We call, I call it a, a corporate sponsor. How, corporate how, and sponsor, and yeah. what's your plan there? There's no official plan, um, but I would love to be able to call photography my full-time income um, mm. at some point. My children, like I said, they're, they're young, so um, one of them's in school, one of them's in kinder. Once the two of them are in school, which will be next year, I'll have a, cu a couple of days without children at home yep. um, and I'm hoping to spend those days really ramping up the business and really yep. um, putting my efforts into sort of um, yeah to to getting towards that dream of, of making it full-time one day. So just on the um, back on the, the raising the family and uh, and growing a business, it's hard work, isn't it? It's, it's so hard. hard work. I don't. I don't. I said. I think I went to sleep last night, or you know, like at some stupid time at night, having to go to work the next day. And I said, I just wish there were like four more hours in the yeah. day because I don't. There's never enough time for me to be able to do everything I want to be able to do at the moment. So yeah, yeah it's really hard. And the kids are young, so they're um, you know, that's they're they're still quite hands on for four, four and six. Yeah, and um, they you know they need help getting dressed and um, you know brushing teeth and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, life is really busy at the moment, but that's good. I'm happy because it's, it's a good busy. This is the this is the kind of hustle and the side hustle that 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 needs to happen to to get that business off the ground. And and so uh, having, I think. I really think it's a great idea to have that part-time job because it's it's uh, that that constant source of income and it takes away that desperate energy. We've talked about that, in yeah, the, yep. you know, and it is a matter of like you can get so much done, even like so when you're 
babies were when you had babies and they were sleeping were you doing stuff while they were sleeping you take that three hours and and use that to maybe look at photos or or work on other stuff is that is that how it looked yeah, you'd like I'm just fitting it in wherever I can. Yep. So um, if it if it might have been like I don't know writing up an invoice or yep. um, you know t- trying to find all my receipts or something for to put into you know like any yep. sort of spare half an hour here or there, um, I'm trying to sort of fit it in. But but it's working okay like that at the moment it's not I'm not sort of stressed about that um Mm. sort of fitting it fitting it in here and there it's it's kind of just how it's got to be and I feel like because I'm I'm really busy with you know just the kids and family life and work and the business it's if I wasn't so busy maybe I wouldn't have the drive to to get it going like I do at the moment so yeah I feel like it's a kind of a positive so, so you have to be that organised and then so yep. every spare minute that you have, you're using it wisely rather than binge-watching <laughs> I like to think so, <laughs> although I do – there are a couple of shows that I do like to put like an hour maybe a week to catch yeah. up. Um, but, yeah, I miss I miss out on so many of the, uh, of the good binge-watching shows these days. I just – don't have time right now but that, that's all right you'll, come, you'll, yeah. you'll get there and <laughs> yeah. so in terms of um the self-care for protecting your energy are you doing that so, to make sure that you don't burn out what, what what is any stuff that you do that's just for you that might not have anything to do with growing the business or raising the kids or being with your partner or work what, what, what what's that look like this is my this is my downfall. This is where I will break. Um, I I I don't right now, and that's yeah. um, and I had one of my closest friends point that out to me just two days ago, actually. Yeah. Um, that I'm not. I'm probably not putting that that time aside. So I do need to really kind of reevaluate that. Late last year, I was. Um, I got myself super busy because I had um, I had offered out some free sessions so I could yep. expand my portfolio, and with that was a lot of work which I was so excited about. But it also meant like like I had zilch time for anything, and it was in the lead up to Christmas and in general that you know obviously yeah. it's very kind of full on time of year, and I just I nearly lost it like I yeah. was um, exhausted and um, to the point where I just needed a good break um, mm. which I got over after Christmas I just kind of just went into shutdown for a little while and um, just chilled out with the family and we went away and stuff but um, yeah I don't so um, I'm gonna put that down on my list right now to <laughs> to make sure that I making some time if I had time if I could make some time um, I would devote some of it to sleep yeah. and, and some of it to trying to fit in some kind of exercise would yeah. be good right I just for my like mental health more, yeah. more so than um but yeah it's it's in my head it's in my mind to do I, I will get it the danger of overloading is that you've got so much going on and whirling around in your brain that you have these great opportunities that come along and you might be sent out to do a shoot and you'll stand I'm saying this from experience by the way yeah, yeah. you'll stand in front of a location and whereas if your mind was right and you weren't overworked you'd have a million ideas yeah. but when you burn out it's like you're empty. There's nothing there. You can't think of a single thing. Yeah. Um, but when you continue to put that back into yourself and focus on protecting your energy, like that, that is the number one thing. Because when you protect your energy, you've got enough to give everyone and keep the business going, keep the kids happy, keep the family safe, and do everything that you need to do. And you've also got this uh, source for the creativity to to come in, and you'll you'll recognise what you need to do and you'll know it. You'll see the creativity, the ideas come, you, you recognize them. But if you burnt out, there's nothing there and you, yeah. can't, you can't continue. So no, I think I that t- above totally everything agree. when you're starting out is like even if it's a 15-minute walk yep. 
before you jump in front of the computer or, or something that's just that, that that's your time and and it it goes into the diary yep. and you protect it with your life it's not yeah. negotiable that's <laughs> yep. that's nap time yeah i'm going to yeah you're totally right and i i know i know i need to do it um so i'm going to do it i've got to just <laughs> Get myself to do it. Fantastic. Schedule in some nap time. <laughs> so on your website, you talk about being an introvert. Now, there's different kinds of introvert. I, I identify with that. I'm also an introvert. Uh, I used to believe that uh, if someone was an introvert, it meant that they were um, socially shy and awkward yeah. uh, and they didn't, <laughs> didn't like people. Uh, I no, know yeah. for me that that's not the case. Uh, my level of introversion – has to do with I love people, I love engaging, but I prefer uh, after after a certain amount of time I've had enough and I need to be on my own to you need recharge. Your own time. Yep. And that's yep, that's totally. that's my level of introversion. I also prefer in a social situation a group of uh, six or less. Yep. And when it's uh, more than that, I, I find it uncomfortable and I, it's taken me my entire life to work that out. Why? That's why I don't don't like uh, big parties, but get, yep. get, take me to a dinner party, I'm very happy. Yep. Uh, and so, but I can relate one-on-one and I think it works as a photographer to be introverted. I think um, it, it helps to, to recognize another introvert. How does your introversion look what, and, and, and how does it work for you as a photographer? Yeah, I... I don't want to sound like a parrot, but like literally everything you just said is how I would describe myself. So I, I don't think people um, meet me and think that she's that Nat's introverted at all. Yeah. Like I think people go, no, you're confident, you have a chat. But like you said, in big groups, I'll certainly be like pulling off to the side or, or just looking for that one person that I can just have a conversation with yeah. rather than trying to sort of um, impress the crowd because I don't, I'm not really good at that um but yeah in terms of photography I think like I think it's worked so much in my favor because I because I know what it feels like to sort of um like you you have that sensitivity to um sort of being looked at or how, how you can feel quite nervous in front of people and that sort of stuff I don't I never assume at any time or I hope I don't that when I've got a camera pointing at someone or that they're entirely comfortable with that or uh, so I'm always conscious of that and I'm mm. uh, I think I don't know if this is you know entirely true but I feel like when I'm shooting people especially children and families that I'm uh, I try to be quite respectful of that and I don't like to be in their face and I don't like to sort of bark orders or um, it's it's very much more a sort of stand back and observation yeah. um, approach that I take rather than um, that I'm not I would never be that good at um, you know getting everyone to you know jump up and do an amazing like like jump in the air kind yeah. of pose or anything because I just that's not my style and I can't I can't pull that out of people very well but yeah but in terms of yeah so my style I think it just lends more naturally to um, my personality and that it's it's a little bit uh, I do certainly love like fun and quirky and weird kind of stuff with kids and families but um, it's never sort of too forced I hope anyway. Yeah I can see that in your work and you do uh, sort of uh, tend to to be more in the natural documentary style uh, of photography which I love and there's also uh, something about the fantasy side of the the way that you photograph yeah. children that I really love. So I just wonder, are you a bit of a child at heart or have you got that childlike <laughs> sense of wonder that's just stayed in you, which is a sign of a great artist, I think. They're all children. They <laughs> never grow up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally a kid. If you if I'm at a family photo shoot and um, the parents are like, you know, we've all gotten comfortable and I'm often like like, like lying on the floor just mucking about with the kids and playing and I find that probably be a lot easier and I'm more comfortable and natural in that environment rather than standing up and having the adult conversation right. with the parents. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, – yeah, childlike behaviours in me that come out when I'm so. Is that where the people. level? So when you're working with kids, you'll you'll go into their world and um, 
be on their yep. level and just, and really role yeah, play yeah. or in, to to get that shot. Yeah, I, I just try to get the first thing I do is usually well, obviously say hello to everyone, but um, get down to the level of the kids always, and I don't want them to sort of feel like I'm the grown up telling them what to do or you know go over here and stand and smile. Um, like I just I just want to be like let them invite me into their space and and show me you know their natural playfulness or whatever whatever their personality may be it's always about yeah um letting them kind of show me rather than me dictate to them what what to do or where to go so in terms of your photography style and more uh confidence on set how how does it differ today as perhaps say two years ago when you did your first um a few paid gigs um how how do you feel today as opposed to back then what's changed in how you approach the shot what's going through your mind and uh maybe the style that you're shooting in now um, I think I'm just like with time and practice has come more confidence. Mm-hmm. So I, I and I know now um, that there is a bit of a um, a process when it comes to the photo shoot and the session. And um, you know, often it's it takes that first half an hour, or an hour even to, for everyone to warm up and to relax. And so I know now not to feel uncomfortable myself in that period of time because I know that that's just completely normal and everyone's still getting familiar with me and um you know and trying to be less camera aware during that time um and in terms of like I think just the more sessions I do and the more um practice I get the the more ideas I get and all of that knowledge is sort of soaking in my head so I can draw on that each and every time and and perhaps suggest you know my, why don't you guys you know let's go and sit down and um, have some quiet time you guys can read some stories together or um, if I I'm sort of a bit more aware of um, how to direct the session without it being too um, sort of forced mm-hmm. and and imposed I suppose it's just the, the the experience and the 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 practice the the more I do, the 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 more that soaks in. And how hands-on are you with the shoots? Because I'm looking at your shots now and they look very natural. I, I, do you have a technique? Are you allowing stuff to happen or have you got your hand in there to, uh, to create some shots? I definitely mix mm. both. Um, I, my, my hat goes off to people who um, – a pure documentary photographer because I just uh, that's incredible that kind of work I definitely um, cannot say that I am that I certainly direct the shoots that I do so um, I'll often let like the kids just do what they want to do I try not to fight with them (laughs) as in fight with them against what they want to do so unless they're going to do something that's that they're going to hurt themselves doing um, I'll just let it happen and I'll and I'll try and find creative ways to capture that Um, but then, of course, there's also everyone – well, everyone that I have um, worked for has, you know, always wanted the family shot or the, you know, they want the shot of the two kids together or – and that doesn't always naturally just yeah. happen. So um, so, I do, so I certainly um, am getting involved there and saying, well, how about we go here? Like everyone, you know, pop, pop little Joe on your shoulders and pick up, you know, Billy Bob and – everyone cuddle in or something so there's definitely direction that I give but I try not to make it too strict and too um to you know like, like if they've got ideas they want to share I'll certainly take that on board and and try and integrate that into how I'm going to sort of uh pose them I suppose yeah I'm, I am posing them but I'm trying to make it l- unposed posing. No, it is. It's exactly <laughs> that. It's unposing and, yeah. and they do and they look really beautiful and, uh, and they do look natural and there is a, a, like a life or a soul to to all of your shots, which I, I think is really beautiful. In terms of the uh, development of your skills technically, how, how has that gone for you and um, like 
how has that experience been and what advice would you give for someone? Because, you know, there'll be people who are just starting out on their journey. What what kind of things would you recommend to um, help them if they're, they're, they're a bit bamboozled by some of the technical stuff? Or like how did you start obviously shooting daylight? When did lighting come into what you were doing? I think lighting only came in once I started um once I joined up at the Gold Community, it was all a, before that. It was um, a bit of a blur, really. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I did. I did have speed lights yeah, before and you I sold um, them, signed didn't up. You? <laughs> <laughs> My first one, yeah, that's right. We had a chat about that. My first speed light I bought on recommendation from a friend, and then, like, yeah, I think literally a month later, I sold it to another friend who, who I hope got more use out of it than I did back then. But um, but no, I did. I, I did have lighting, but yeah, certainly um, in terms of learning for me and the technical ability, um. I have gotten so much value out of workshops online mm. and the gold community, obviously all the tutorials that I have access to um, has been like completely in, invaluable to, to me and my learning. I, I have, you know, I've had some, um, you know, done some reading mm. books and so and so, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, online online workshops and and tu- and watching tutorials, watching for example, you, you know, you going through um, photo shoots and um, explaining how you know why uh, why you would do this or why you wouldn't necessarily choose that setting and um, all of that has been like yeah, an absolute world of wonder for me. I I if I was to give advice to anyone, it would be not to be do not be afraid of shooting in manual because. Um, yeah, it's really it's become second nature now yeah. to me. And and when I talk to other friends who are, um, who are also photographers, but uh, you know, um, sort of on their own uh, learning journey, that when I say to them I shoot in manual, they sort of is like this quizzical reason, like why would really? you do that? Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, it's it has become second nature now, and it's still certainly learning all the time. Like I'm um, by no means I don't have it, you know, down pat. Um, as yet but but it's uh so much so much easier now the more and more i practice and the more and more i've used it and um the more tutorials i like watch and um all the information i soak up it, it all just like, i think i think you describe it really well as you you're training your muscle yes. memory um when you're doing it, when you're using it, and when you, even when you're watching tutorials and things like that, it's all soaking in there. So when it comes to the crunch, when you, you know, in the thick of it, in a photo shoot, it, it just sort of naturally comes back. The the more the more you do it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. do you find yourself uh, in a flow now when you're shooting? It's like you're not actually sitting there thinking, oh, I've got to do f five point six. I'll do a, a one one twenty fifth of the second. You're not even thinking. Or is, is it? Are you at that automatic point yet, where it's just like a flow, and then you look back and you can't remember what you did, but you've got these great shots. I. D- I definitely don't think too mm. much during the photo shoot. It is, it's sort of like a, just a bit, a bit reactive. It's, I can't, I couldn't say it's um like it, I, I don't nail my exposure every yeah. time by any means. Like I, I, a lot of my shots are way off. So I've still got a lot to um, learn in and a lot more to practice. But in terms of, yeah, thinking it through, I, I'm certainly not sitting there and, you know, trying to work out in my head now, which way am I going to be twisting the dial? It, it does, all that stuff is happening naturally now which is exciting because I haven't really thought about that like that before I suppose but yeah that's all very natural now to um maybe switching and changing settings while I'm you know running down the beach chasing a toddler (laughs) so in terms of like building that business I can see on your website that you are covering a fair fair few things so you're doing children and families babies weddings corporate personal projects if you put food and um uh, product in there you have my first portfolio (laughs) as well because it's just like it's what you've got to do and then then you will eventually niche down but I'm definitely like I would recognize one of your shots in a second if it was put in front of me uh there is definitely a style that's uh that that's that's come out of your work Out, out of all the at the moment what what's your favorite thing to shoot (laughs) 
Oh, children and mm. families, hands mm. down. Yeah, it's like that's where my heart is. I like I absolutely love capturing. Um, you just like the beautiful moments kids give you, and they're um, and and you know, like I said, weird, and they do strange things all the time, <laughs> which I find so yeah. amusing. I think sometimes I find those really weird, amusing shots. Um, like I look at them. And I think, oh, I love that so much, probably more so than anyone else. Um, but I do, like, like you said, I, I have, I am sort of trying to spread my um, my sort of portfolio out because I feel like doing all those other things and when I can and if an opportunity comes my way, I usually take it if I can because um, I've learned so much already from just dabbling in those other yes. genres. Um, I've assisted on a few weddings and I did my first wedding uh, my, myself and I had so um, how was that let's one of the, let's one talk of the guys. through that because yeah right, so I, I can remember the first wedding that I shot and I was like oh my god <laughs> I thought I would throw up before I even got it's there so, it's so <laughs> stressful and because it's yeah, like yeah. you can't control it's not like you can say uh hang on I know the bride's halfway up the ob I'm not ready can she go back yeah exactly Which, it is like it was one of they were one of them probably one of the most stressful shoots I suppose you would call it or jobs I've ever yeah. done. But at the end of it, it is so exhilarating to have completed it. Yeah, it's and it, and it's also and I and I am also like I love weddings. I love being guests at weddings. So I'm I you know I, you know all the love and the happiness. Yeah. It's 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 great feeling. So um to be there and to be able to be part of that for someone and for them to entrust that into you, it's really um rewarding. But it's such hard work. Like the preparation in the lead up because I am a bit of a like I do overkill a bit on yep. preparation I just need to do that for my own sanity self. yeah um yeah exactly and just to feel like I have some control of the day which you don't really but um yeah it's it's heaps of heaps of work but I've but I have loved doing them and uh, I, but I've been fortunate that I assisted on the first three so um it's actually one of one of our one of the podcast community members and now gold member. Yes, it's fantastic. He's, so yes, you assisted yes, Andrew so on some some weddings. I did. Yeah, he had three weddings last. Well, he uh, three, three weddings that I assisted him with um, last mm. year. Uh, and yeah, that experience has again been invaluable. Like um, I, you know, I never would have thought I would have photographed someone's wedding before. You know, he approached me and said, "Can I help out?" So um, yeah, it's it's been. So incredible. he assisted you for this one. And he really, that's so cute. On, I love that I you guess. guys all work together. It makes me so happy to, yeah. to hear that. Um, and yeah. uh, Andrew is has such a, a beautiful demeanor, and he would just naturally calm everyone down. You can't help but be calm around him. Um, so, yeah. in terms of like, so having, do you think that like, would your advice to anyone who's maybe thinking about jumping into shooting weddings, obviously, that is it the assisting that gave you that confidence that like to give you the shove to do one on your own? Hundred percent. I I never would have um, accepted a job of being like the, the the first shooter on a wedding had I not done it, assisting. But that's yep. me. <laughs> that's just me again needing to feel somewhat prepared. But um, I wouldn't say to anyone else that you know ha- have you not assisted, then do not accept doing yep. a wedding job because every job is yep. different. Like some some uh you know some weddings are very low key and you know you may feel completely prepared for that and that's fine I I just think for me um yeah the fact that I got the opportunities to assist on those first few weddings um was worked really well for for the way I shoot and the way I sort of prepare myself when I'm learning new genres and new things Mm. and and so was there anything about it that like surprised you or was there anything that you like what what was the biggest takeaway from doing that aside from I wish you could bottle that feeling at the end the exhilaration but uh, yeah yeah Um, I think I don't know I think um probably the 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 biggest sort of takeaway is like you you do worry about missing all the moments and things like that but there's it's such a long day and such a big day that there's so many 
um, things to capture. And I don't feel – well, as yet we haven't – I don't think we've had anyone say, oh, you know, you didn't get that, this particular shot and we're upset about that. So um, there's – you know, I suppose don't take on the – don't take on too much pressure or put on too much pressure onto yourself that you're going to miss things or, you, you know, things aren't going to work. Obviously be prepared, have a backup plan. I mean, I remember listening to your podcast on weddings <laughs> over and over and over and over. Did you wear the comfortable like, shoes, Nat? Uh, yes, I had comfortable shoes. Did you have the shoes. boots I had, to drive home? <laughs> I had – I didn't have – no, I didn't have – I should have actually, but no, I didn't. Uh, but, you know, like all the – you have your backup mm. camera in the car just in case. Not that I've had to use that yet, but I do ha- I do have one. So um, I'm fortunate that I'm able to do that. And, um, you know, just, yeah, have backup cards, have backup batteries, have, you know, um, think about – you know, the location, all that kind of stuff. Did you do the training, Uh, like get the kids to run towards you so that you could practice focusing (laughs) on um, the bride coming up the aisle? I didn't, but I do feel like I get a lot of that anyway because kids are Mm. moving nonstop. They barely, you know, stay still. If I tell them to stay still, they move. On purpose, so um, so I do. You know the tracking, the tracking of people's. I do, I feel like I've, I'm I've, I'm on top of so that. So what's your what's I your think. setup at the moment, Nat? What what are you working on uh, in terms of camera and gear? Are you are you speed lights with soft boxes and what? I, um, I sort of pared back a lot. So I went through a period of time where I felt like I needed to have mm. everything and own every piece of gear and then I found like it just became a bit of a like a weight Mm. on my shoulders and I felt like I was constantly deciding which lens am I going to put on now and so now I I mean I have all my gear I haven't I haven't got rid of any of it but I work with a Canon 5D Mark three. you got you got the four got the four no I've got the three what am I saying I've got the three so um (laughs) <laughs> and I have the 70 to 200 mil lens, which I use a lot. And I have the 35 mil beautiful Sigma lens, yes, lens, um, which I love. And the other one, which which I actually use a lot, a lot, is the good old 24 to 105. It's a good lens, isn't it? Um, That's what's my favourite. I think I it's the it. most underrated lens that Canon yeah. have because it covers everything. And like people say, it's not fast enough. Well, when you've got the Mark III or the Mark IV, like today's yeah. cameras with high ISO, you're fine. It's fast enough. I think, yeah, I agree. I think it's a ripper and you can use it for a wedding if you're doing those tight little details on the table. It's it's almost a macro lens at, at the 105, okay. isn't it? Yep. At the full, yep, exactly. I I do. I rely heavily on that one. Um, the seventy two hundred is mm. beautiful, but it's kind it of is. heavy, and and you know, if you're running around with it, it gets a bit mm. much. But um, I do use that if I'm sort of doing, like, still sit down portraits and such. Um, and the thirty five mil, the Sigma, I love it. I need to use it more how, though. I, how I, do you find the focus on that? I haven't had an issue. I've heard it's you talk about focus. that before, but I, yeah, I know, I know you've you mentioned that. Um, I haven't had an issue with that, but then you know maybe I haven't used it enough. Um, I get stuck because I because it's a you know it's a fixed <laughs> focal length, and I I you know it's so nice to easily mm. zoom in on something if you feel the need. Um, and obviously you can't do it that on that. You have to actually yeah. get up off your <laughs> backside and walk towards. But um. Yeah, so those are the three that I mainly use, really. Um, I have a tripod. I recently got a nice Manfrotto head head, for it, my old Is it geared or is it it a geared? It's it's the XMHX Pro 3W. I'm reading it straight from the thing here. It's that, what do you mean geared? I don't know what's geared. (laughs) Has it got the little handles or is it? it, It's got. Yeah, and you think yeah, you go, it goes all right, that's it. Yeah, that's it's not yeah. geared. Um, they're yeah. good, the old uh, Fox stuff. And what about lighting? Did you, because yep. you were asking about continuous lighting, did you did you end up getting some? I did. I got some um, Westcott. Yeah. Um, I think they're called the D5s. They've got five fluorescent bulb heads yeah. in them. Um, which I have used. Actually, I haven't used them too much yet. I because I was doing like you mentioned those kids' fantasy yes. shots that yeah. I was doing a lot 
lot of last year. Um, so I was using a lot of lighting, obviously, in them, and I haven't done them since this year. The kids have even started asking me about them and when are we going to do them again. I haven't gotten myself into back into it yet, but um, I would probably use those lights for the, for those scenarios. I I wouldn't take those lights to a shoot. The to pack the um, the the um, the what do you call it the yeah, soft box yeah. thing around it. You've got to pull I out know, the they're individual. They're not designed for. They're not that affordable. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a pop up umbrella. So um, they stay assembled in my quasi garage thing that's out yeah. the back, and I've used them occasionally, but yeah, not enough. So just yet. on your personal projects, which I absolutely love, uh, loved seeing these all come through uh, last year when you were doing them. <laughs> so you did this whole series with uh, kids in fantasy scenes. And uh, are they are they your kids or are they all different kids? No, they're, they're all mine. mine. Yeah, well, they, not, they look so different. Yeah. yeah, so you're two. It sounds like you've got 50. Um, I know. No, but I'm you not, dress them up as princesses and dragon slayers and Harry Potter and <laughs> wolf and a Christmas scene, just beautiful. And I know how much work went into it. And is your partner a set builder or just really handy? <laughs> No, he's um he's not a set builder. He and he, he is handy. Yeah. He um he actually used to work in film right. um and TV. He's he's sort of got that. He's he gets excited by those sorts of things, and he he gets where I'm coming yeah. from with that kind of stuff. So he was very willing to help me out. Although it it did start off um like a small yeah. idea, and it kind of got a bit out of control. <laughs> and so we've got this like now semi permanent construction in our garage which isn't even our garage because we rent so um we're gonna have to disassemble it one day yeah. soon when we um buy our own home and move out of here uh but yeah he helped me out with that it was a funny story actually we bought the um we had to buy a window frame and I found a $20 window frame like it's yeah, quite it's big huge. it's two two meters by two point something by two or something high so it's quite big and like I'm so not handy and had no idea about any of this but I'm like I saw a window frame on eBay I'll buy it it's 20 bucks super cheap we'll just go take the trailer out there so we will go out to this sort of one of the suburbs out out of outer Melbourne um she had a large property and it was just like laying in this tall grass and she's like yeah you're free to take it and I look at it and think, oh, this is so big. What have, what am I thinking? And then we went to pick it up and it was so oh. heavy because it has a wooden yeah. frame on it. So we're lugging it, trying to get it onto the trailer, and then, of course, we let it slip and so the whole window oh, paints oh, no. everywhere. And it was just this, like, absolute calamity. It was ridiculous. And so then we're trying to pick up all the glass and clean it up for her because I didn't want her to have to do that. Then it's we we couldn't fit it in the trailer properly, so we had to have it upright and strapped on. But it was a like crazy windy day, so I'm driving home thinking this thing is just going to fly off on like the freeway and like mur- like you know kill ten car worth of people. Anyway, we finally got it home, <laughs> and um, it's been in the garage ever since. It's fantastic, so, and yeah. it's such a, a cool idea to have that, that window frame and then I think you built a little false floor or is that the actual concrete there that you've got the – yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I sourced yeah, carpet, carpet like, and things. little bits of yeah. But I just lay that, roll that out, <laughs> rugs on there or whatever I can sort of find in the house to sort of make it look different. Fantastic, and I love it, and I, I, I'm hoping you'll do more of these because I think you are uh, really onto something with these, and also all your other stuff, Nat. I just uh, have loved watching you uh, grow and evolve, and um, uh, I can't wait to see where you end up down the track so um it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today and uh people can find your work at nataliefinney.com and um yeah well i look forward to chatting with you more in the goal community thanks again thank you so much sheena thanks for having me Oh, I just love hearing people's journeys and how they can go from something that, you know, that they just kind of had an interest in and now it's something a lot bigger. I absolutely love it, especially when they're creative people. So that was really cool.
I know. Yeah, I'm very excited for Natalie's future. Love her work. So, yeah, yes. thanks again, Natalie. And, uh, yeah, so we've got some links. Do you want to um, share those for us, Val? Yeah, sure. Where are they? <laughs> 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 oh, here we go. Natalie's website is nataliefinney.com. That's F-I-N-N-E-Y. And if you want to find her on Instagram, look for Natalie Finney Photography. Just search for Natalie Finney Photography. And also on Facebook, Natalie Finney Photography. So, and she's also, yeah, in the uh, Facebook community. So hopefully everyone can um, tag you know, her in there. Definitely. Awesome. All right, this brings us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, Where do we find you online, Gina? So you can find me at ginamilicia.com. So that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. So all social media, you find me at Gina Militia, uh, and I'm sort of mostly active in the Facebook group. So you want to be a photographer Facebook group uh, and also on Instagram. And if you want to connect with me in person and you are thinking like Natalie of taking your photography to the next level, then you want to check maybe check out the goal community. So you can also find that at Gina Militia. What about you, Miss New York Girl? Where do we find you? You'll find me in person in New York City, (laughs) A, going to Hamilton, and then in a few days I'm going to Dear Evan Hansen, which is also a musical. I'm hoping to squeeze in a couple of other Broadway shows because I love the theatre and I love musicals. And I'm going to be going on to quite a number of art galleries on the Lower East Side. And I'm doing many, many things and I'm so excited. But online, you can find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, connect with me as well in the podcast group on Facebook. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.